Sports Professor Rick Harrow, and we are on the record. Every week, this podcast will take you inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports, the top deal-making issues, the top tech issues, and the top social responsibility issues, plus a blockbuster interview with someone who you might not have heard from in the world of sports, but having a profound effect on its impact. Let's get started. Sports Professor Rick Harrow into the $1.3 trillion business of sports. It's a big week. World Series, NHL, NBA, football, college, everything you want to know and learn comes together in October and November, and we have the deal-making issues to prove it. Three. Remember Mattress Mac? He's back again with another wild bet on the Houston Astros. Jim McElvain has made his name for himself. McElvale has been the gallery furniture Houston owner, and he regularly owns promotions where customers get their money back on purchases, specifically if a team wins a championship. He utilizes huge bets to offset his business liability. In other words, he's hedging. McElvale has taken to another level with this series. And should his beloved Houston Astros prevail in the Fall Classic, he stands to collect about $75 million, some thought to be the largest recorded win in legal sports betting history, which he'll then dole out to everybody who took advantage of his promotion. How did he get his nickname? Promotions are typically on mattress sets that run about three grand, hence the name of Mattress Mac. Back in May, he made a splash as he began efforts to offset his latest furniture promotion, Betting with Caesars, he placed a $3 million bet on the Astros to win the series at 10 to 1 odds. And believe it or not, he did so on the palm of his hand. I think I make the $3 million bet in the parking lot of a Subway sandwich shot in Louisiana. Bottom line is, what a self-promoter and what a student and fan and civic leader of Houston. Two. Denver Broncos partner with mental health and resilience platform Headversity offering health and wellness solutions to the Broncos staff. They didn't disclose whether the players would have access to the platform, but earlier this month, NFLPA's Professional Athlete Foundation partnered with a behavioral health firm, KindBridge, to establish confidential virtual group counseling with the player-only dialogue. Mental health and well-being are pivotal to success in any field. Broncos continue to invest the money and resources back into their staff and players. One. Football data company expands official data partnership with Genius Sports. The new agreement includes a sub-second tracking feed and an innovative skeletal tracking partnership with future benefits for fans, media, and broadcast teams and coaches. Genius Sports, incumbent long-term official baiting data and integrity partner of Football Data Co. Global broadcast partners of the Premier League can access a suite of data-driven augmentation solutions, helping to build their programs to life with live stats and metrics, providing player speeds and shot velocities. And that's deal-making issue number one. Look, the bottom line, all of this is it's world out there that's dealing with metrics, new currency, crypto, a whole bunch of bottom line stuff we didn't even think about before. And my partner with a whole bunch of ventures, Scott Pronger, the founder of Stacks, a company that's geared to ecosystem specifically 
designed to meet the needs of content creators and gig workers, customizable to the unique needs of a variety of markets and transformative digital asset and mobile payment solutions. The mission is to provide participants with the ability to create new and profitable digital economies while increasing fan engagement. Scott and I came up with the five areas that will define the next 50 quarters of sports. He and I have talked about it through the re-release of the Sport Business at 50, Lessons in Leadership from Legends of the Game, an event that's held also Thursday, November 3 in Nashville, then South Florida, then Arizona, then uh, Houston. And a lot of these are talking about what's happened in the last 50 years. How about the next 50 quarters? Esports and gaming, payments and currency, Web 3.0, venues and facilities, and globalization are the major trends that are going to bring all this to the table. And Scott certainly knows what he's talking about. The NFT market that he excels in is projected to grow in value to $231 billion by 2030. Let's see what Scott Pronger has to say. You've been an entrepreneur of a uh, fintech uh, startups, kind of the wrong word, but out ahead of the trends for for many years. Now you fixed on oh, and working with you in developing a quote transformative digital asset and mobile payment payment solution company for the sports, entertainment, and music industries. Those are high powered words. Tell us about Stacks. Yeah, Rick. Hey, well, thank you very much. Uh, I've been a uh, you know longtime member and. And a participant in uh, the information technology industry started in the industry uh, straight out of college, uh, but most of the my career was uh, uh, working in the uh, electronic payments and and financial technology uh, world uh, with, with some additional experience in media entertainment technology and cybersecurity and and a couple of years ago I felt that even though I had been part of teams that that were involved in other startups a couple of years ago. I, I felt it was time for me to 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 kick off and uh, and uh, create my own uh, technology company that that address you know different different needs that I saw existed in the market today. Well, and and interestingly enough, uh, it's a, kind of a perfect storm because we came together over this notion of the 50 years of the sports business. You've been gracious enough to help co-brand this series that we started at the end of September in New York. And we're building a brand. And a lot of it talks about the past 50 years, the book, all of the contributors to it, but also the next 50 quarters of sports. And you and I authored something we had fun doing together. We talked about five trends, esports and gaming, Web 3.0, venture venues and facilities, globalization. But I'll fix on an area that you are primarily expert at, which is payments and currency. Generally, why do you think that's one of the top five uh, interest areas uh, over the next few years as we go forward. You know, one of the things I think uh, coincides with the uh, re-release of your new book is the is kind of the uh, conclusion of the the more uh, uh, difficult part of the the covid area uh, mm-hmm. era. But uh, but but prior to uh, uh, covid really uh, you know kicking into gear in, in in March of I guess you know 2020 
uh, it was pr pretty obvious to me that uh, physical physical currency for the first time ever was really starting to 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 see a, a quick death. Uh, just more and more more and more people are not uh, interested in handling uh, uh, your your typical physical or paper based uh, a currency and. Uh, due to uh, new applications in the market, whether it's Venmo, Zelle, or Cash App, or, or Google Pay, or Apple Pay, uh, that uh, uh, the uh, adoption of mobile payment technology was just really taken off, uh, which was accelerating the, the kind of demise in the, the use of uh, uh, physical currency. And, uh, and, and uh, you know, I just felt it was a, a really good time to uh, build a mobile payments platform that addressed the needs of uh, uh, the entertainment, music, and sports uh, industries. But, but in addition to that, uh, uh, we also felt that there was uh, uh, some, some needs and use cases that could be uh, met and satisfied by the use of uh, both uh, of, of cryptocurrency and really if you understand cryptocurrency you'll, you'll realize that it's uh, based you know based on a blockchain you know technology platform and the uh, the 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 nft world is almost you know the, the technology behind nfts is really identical to the technology that is behind uh, crypto so uh, we're not a we don't believe that you know you know, Web 2.0 technology, which is really where uh, mobile pay payments fits in today, uh, is the answer for all of the needs of, of the industries that we're targeting. Uh, neither is Web 3.0 technology, which is based on a, a blockchain, uh, which is where you see the use of digital assets in the form of uh, cryptocurrency and NFTs. Well, and, and you know, the, the, the beauty of, of you in this world uh, is that a lot of people candidly are scared of this whole area because they don't quite understand it yet. Juniper Research talks about the NFT market climbing to 24 million global transactions this year and up to 40 million by 2027. So someone's doing it. And the bottom line of all of this is that you uh, are providing a, a, a service. Uh, the event we have in Nashville and beyond is is you bring it to the music industry, bring it to the sports industry, but you also explain the uh, upside and the benefit of this whole world to people that might not otherwise understand it. Uh, well, that uh, you know, th thank you for uh, uh, be believing that about us, Rick. We we appreciate that, but but uh, you know, we 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 think there's uh, some uh, pretty uh, you know large uh, use cases out there or markets out there that can be met. Uh, via the uh, the adoption of these new technologies, uh, and uh, you know, so you know, most people today when they think of NFTs, they think of uh, you know, board eight uh, images or or, or yeah. artwork. Uh, cl cl clearly, our art represents a, a huge and and uh, powerful area for for the use of uh, NFT technology. But but there are some other uh, uh, areas where we believe the the technology fits as well uh you know a good example is uh you know there's been a uh you know a, a lot, lot of announcements uh, recently of uh new new stadiums and arenas and ballparks being built uh you know you, i think you're well aware of the news here in nashville 
you know, we've uh, announced we're going to build a, a new $2.1 billion, you know, football uh, stadium here. There's been announcements of uh, new MLS stadiums in the last uh, couple of weeks uh, involving Milwaukee and uh, Memphis. Uh, but w- when you look at these uh, facilities, uh, you know, you know, probably 80% of the uh, income generated from uh, ticket sales for these uh, venues, uh, 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 the, the, the income that's generated from those go back to the original, original rights holders. Uh, but the uh, uh, follow-on sales, the resale of those tickets, which probably represents uh, at least 20% of the revenue generated, uh, that revenue uh, is lost. Uh, you know, the original rights holders, um, you know, whether you're, you know, Stan Kroenke, you know, with SoFi Stadium or or, uh, or uh, Jerry Jones with AT&T Stadium, like the, the, they're, they're not earning any income from the resale of those, those tickets. So we believe uh, the blockchain uh, technology uh, pl- platform and, and NFTs would be a great way to to solve that problem where if the ticket if the uh, seats and tickets themselves were nfts now the uh the the, the original rights holders when those tickets are resold and purchased and acquired can uh, earn an income now on the the resell those tickets in addition to the original original sell well at, at the risk of of a shameless promotion all of this comes together as a perfect storm thanks to your ability to be part of this uh, nashville again a second in the series miami phoenix houston beyond that but what's happening in the event we have a former uh, president of major league baseball bob dupay scott hamilton olympic gold medal winner mark williams a stadium developer and architect extraordinary to talk about with you you just talked about uh, Greg Marino from Foley and Lardner, Brian Sperber, industry executive. And we have uh, uh, Barry uh, Zito, uh, Dave Turnbull, Randy Montana. You'll talk about them uh, 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 playing and singing. Singer, songwriter, Barry Zito, also a pitcher of some significant repute. I'll go on and on. But the point is, this is a time where the industry is coming together to talk about not only the past, as you said, pre-pandemic, but the future, you are a major part of it. We'll hear more from Scott Pronger down the road. Well, Scott gives us some really interesting perspective on what the NFT and crypto market is like. Obviously, his company front and center on all of this that's good in the coming years. Callie Gazire continues to help us from the lens of the sports business. First, the top three college football games to watch then the pros. Number two, Texas, Tennessee. Number one, Georgia. Couldn't get any better than that. The biggest game of the college football season. And the fan base, Tennessee, able to raise 80 grand in 24 hours to help replace the goalpost that was torn down after fans stormed the field in their huge win against Alabama. Most popular donation was 16 bucks, coinciding with the number of years since the last time the Vols beat Alabama. Tennessee will have their biggest challenge yet this weekend, traveling to Athens to take on the number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs on their turf. Alabama at LSU, SEC second premier matchup of the weekend. LSU has been the subject of fines for letting students on the field after games, just like Tennessee. It's against SEC policy. LSU fans stormed the field in a win against Old Miss, 
and the SEC fine him 250 grand. Their third in fact, flat inf- infraction of the rule already. Alabama continues to attract the attention of the college football fans wherever they play. Tickets for their recent Nashville uh, matchup in, excuse me, in Knoxville with Tennessee skyrocketed to 1000 per game. And reselling ticket prices may reach similar numbers in the 102,000-seat capacity at Tiger Stadium, where the Crimson Tide will face the Tigers. Promised to be a rowdy environment as LSU is making a late surge in a conference championship shot. Florida State at Miami, one of the most storied rivalries in college football. The past five years, Florida State continues to bring in high viewership numbers, averaging about 2.2 million viewers, placing them in the top 15 in college football. And with this rivalry series, historically seen high-ranking teams face off with high stakes. This year's matchup features two unranked squads, NIL being a driving factor in recruiting. Both programs with rich natural histories should be able to continue to attract top recruits due to their national brand's performance, despite lackluster on-the-field performance to date. See what happens. Thanks, Kali, for that. How about the pro level? The Eagles at the Texans. Uh, one in five and one Texans and the undefeated Eagles. Nielsen reported about 8 million viewers in a Thursday night matchup on Amazon Prime, New Orleans, and Arizona. And as live sports continue to trend towards streaming, ways to measure viewership will also involve. And this Thursday night game will be another test to see if Amazon and Nielsen continue to differ on their TV ratings because they are significantly different. 7.8 million versus 8.9 million. And they got to get it together. The Ravens and the Saints, Monday Night Football, overwhelming success this year on ESPN. The average of 15.9 million viewers. ESPN shells out a combined 165 million to bring Troy Aikman and Joe Buck to get them to the booth together for the network, bringing them from Fox and for the investment that has arguably led to the most successful announcing team so far. Along with the main broadcast, the alternative Manning cast on ESPN2 has been a hit and will rerun this week for the Saints and the Ravens. Monday Night Football trending toward having another hit, the most electrifying player in the league, or one of them, Lamar Jackson, in the spotlight for the Ravens, team that is full of playmakers such as Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, and Taysom Hill for the Saints. Packers and Lions, believe it or not, on Sunday and traveling to Michigan to take on the NFC North arrival. The Lions able to win the hearts of many after featured on HBO's Hard Knock. Knocks not been able to turn the support into an NFL franchise win, but they're 1-6, and six, and despite the home team in the uh, Michigan struggle, it isn't stopping residents from participating in sports betting at high rates. The Michigan Gaming Control Board reported the state's legal retail and online sports betting operators took in about 383 million bets in September, up 40% from August. DraftKings recently overtook FanDuel as the number one sports book in the state. Participants participants continuing to trend up towards online betting rather than in person, with the Lions hosting uh, back-to-back MVP Aaron Rodgers, the sports books will be busy and 
Michigan this week, accounting for this game and countless betting opportunities tied with it. We'll have to see how it all shakes out. Thanks to Kali Kazire for not only the college piece, but the pro piece as well. How about the sports gaming minute? Almost there, Maryland sports betting applications moving forward. The Maryland Lottery and Gaming Control Commission says that they will meet with all of the licensees, 10 entries qualified to hold the mobile licenses, as well as a company tied to the National Football League's Washington Commanders. The team is already on track to open a retail sports book at FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland, as early as next month. Maryland Sports Wagering Application Review Commission will now decide on November 21 whether to award mobile licenses. And if those licenses are awarded, and following a final review by the control agency, mobile applicants could be issued uh, a permit by the regulator and the online sports betting could finally begin in the state after a long absence. The Sports Tech Minute. TCS New York City Marathon app adds a new course camera feature, important because of its ability to apply to other sports as well. ESPN, ABC, telecast the 51st New York City Marathon on Sunday, November 6. But there are five key points for these cameras, Upper East Side, the Bronx, Bronx, and on and on. Mumbai-based Tata Consultancy Services has sponsored the NYC Marathon since 2012. New York Roadrunners, the event organizer, said its mobile app is typically downloaded a half million times every single year. Well, that's your Sports Tech Minute. And finally, as we do always during the pandemic and after, the Good Sports Five. Florida and Georgia condemn anti-Semitic messages projected onto the TIAA bank field exterior. After the game, Kanye West's Twitter account restricted after his anti-Semitic tweet was removed by social media platforms early this month. It may have had some kind of an effect. Jake Paul beats Anderson Silva to remain undefeated in his boxing career. It'll be interesting to see who he fights next and if he'll be someone that isn't twice his age. Aaron Donald terminates his partnership with Kanye West's Donda Sports after those anti-Semitic comments we talked about before. And Adidas does not tolerate hate speech, the company said this last week, hopefully ganging up for a good cause. U.S. Soccer Federation and Truly Hard Seltzer joined forces for an interesting partnership they will capitalize on the men's and women's soccer teams to develop opportunities on digital as well as others to reimagine goals and other positive support situations for soccer. Finally, LA Clippers partner with Globant for the new Intuitive Intuit Dome Arena. That building is not going to be ready soon, but it certainly will give that company the ability to generate some significant support, uh, uh, some digital experience, activation, as well as the building is being built, which, as you may know, is important for many sponsors. There will also be philanthropic pieces involved in this, as the Clippers have been incredibly philanthropic over time. That's the show for this week. 
We'd like to thank Scott Pronger, the founder of Stacks, for giving us some incredible insight into the world of cryptocurrency and heading to a major event in Nashville on November 3rd to release the book of the Sport Business Handbooks reissue, as well as the company's next step in the market. I'd like to thank Kali Kazire for helping us with the college and pro business issues. Uh, Nick Nielsen for helping us put the show together and everybody else who was involved in it, including all of you who took the time to listen and watch. Join us next time when we go inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports. I'm the sports professor, Rick Haro. See you soon.